Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello! Oh, that's very uh, jolly of you. Yeah, I'm a jolly person. Are you? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay then. Uh, what's, what's going down? What's going on? Why are you pulling that face? I don't think I've got any any news at all. Yes, it has become quite boring talking I know, to I'm you about so... any day-to-day events lately. I'm such a boring person. Uh, yeah, I actually don't think there is uh, there is much going on with you or me or uh, anything, I suppose. Uh, the autism stuff has calmed right down, but then, like, it happens. I have gone through loads of stages where my autism has not been an issue, has not been coming up, um, and then you just, there's nothing for ages, then all of a sudden it happens again. It starts yeah. coming about, but it's not like, I know for a... You know, it can be that your autism... I mean, your autism is there, like, every day. Yeah. It does involve itself, but you just kind of get used to it on some days. Unless something really big happens that, you know, disrupts it or makes it more obvious. Most of the time, it's it's fine. Well, it is, it is interesting, because I think, yeah, I think a lot of people... If, if you don't know anything about autism, then you'd probably imagine that it's a constant... Well, it is a constant... I don't know, I don't want to say like battle, but it is a constant thing. But I imagine you probably think like all the time it's, you know, I can never do that or they could never do this or whatever. But it it, it is really like my, uh, the man that diagnosed me said that it, it's very much a, a spectrum that you sort of can float in and out of where you are depending on the day. And that is true. Sometimes we could go sort of weeks without there being much of an issue I mean obviously there's still you know I'm still sensitive to bright lights but you know some days I can be in bright lights and just be a bit like oh that's really annoying me or I can't quite see properly and I need to get out of it whereas there's some days where I can see a bright light and it can almost trigger some sort of like meltdown or near to or it can really really bother me it it is it's interesting that it is such a a spectrum because yeah we've probably gone like a couple of weeks with nothing really same with even not necessarily the bad stuff but things like with you you get into almost like a bit of a rut of well we say like burgering about something where you're not sure if you want to buy something or you want this new thing and you can't work out if you want it or not or uh, you go through different waves with different things um but then you can go periods where that doesn't happen for a while yeah Yeah. but like with you um sometimes with consoles you're like do i want this console do i not you'll buy it you'll return it you do like you just don't uh, that's because with your job you can like rent stuff (laughs) you don't just return it like oh i didn't didn't use it but like um yeah you like sort of rent consoles and then you give them back because you don't think you want to keep them and you do that with some clothes sometimes or you're like on a hunt for a particular top or you definitely go through different sort of like burger waves, but yeah, you haven't had those for a while either. It's been, it's been very settled. Yeah, yeah, I, um, oh, I said that weird. Oh yeah, yeah. About, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it is how it is. I I think I I've mentioned it before. I know you said that you're the guy that diagnosed you said that how it works is is you've got like we said you've got your autism, which is it's hard, I can't actually remember what he said. I know he drew the thing with the circles, but my um therapist she said that like the way meltdowns work and like how things like that work is 
it's like a glass of water. I've mentioned it before, I think, where every time something happens that's, you know, bad for your autism, it adds a bit more water to the glass, a bit more water to the glass, and then eventually the glass is like completely full. And then when anything else goes in, your autism like spills over the sides of it and then comes out in ways that, you know, is kind of unpredictable, You're not sure how it is. And I think lately we've just we've just gone through a period of having nothing really happen. Like obviously I'm at work a lot. And a lot of that has settled itself down. I have become like self-contained within my daily work thing. You know, we, me and you've got like a pretty solid routine yeah. after work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's what it is. But there's been nothing disruptive happening. Uh, I've been using my noise cancelling headphones more when I'm supposed to instead of, you know, thinking, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Yeah. I've just been whacking them on more. Um, we've been quite on top of a lot of things. So I do feel like it's, it's them, but like I've been through these periods before where you forget about your autism completely. Um, you forget you've got it, you don't really notice it. And then there comes times where it's all that, you know, has an effect on everything and everything that, uh, happens yeah. is on it. I mean, you've not had a meltdown in a while now, I don't think. I think yeah. it's been a few weeks since I remember you last remember seeing you have one, I suppose. Yeah. Which I... is good for you. Yeah, yeah. I think we're both, as you say, we're both really settled. I do think something that really helps as well, like I've noticed that it's made a difference for me. Um, and I don't know if it's made a difference for you because it's been longer for you. So you probably had this for longer. But like with you and I, you help me quite a lot because I think you are probably, I mean, you were the one that sort of noticed it in me and sort of said about it and then I got diagnosed so you were probably the first person I was around that I told about it well you were you were the first person that I told that I guess understood it and having someone understand it really makes a big difference I think because I like I don't feel embarrassed about having a meltdown or I don't feel I don't feel embarrassed about saying like this thing has changed and it's really bothering me a lot, even though maybe for like an NT person it wouldn't, this is a change in my routine and it's causing me a lot of distress. I don't feel like I can't talk to you about that, so I'll tell you. And that's made a big difference for me, just having someone that really seems to understand my autism. Even if you, even if I know you can't relate to it because mm. you, you don't get it in that way, you know how I would, how I react to it. And that's made a big difference for me. It probably isn't quite the same with you because you've been diagnosed longer. And I know, like, Emily knew it. Your, your mum is also, like, really understands it. I, I know, like, your family in general seem to get it. Like, do you know what I mean? So you've probably had it a bit more. But with, with me, I, I do think it's made a massive difference. Yeah, I mean, I think people knowing, um, mm. it depends. I, I think there's a difference when an NT person knows that you've got autism and they understand your autism. But I think it's different when you know someone else that's on the spectrum. Um, I suppose that you're close. If you've got any friends or you're in a relationship or even family members that also have autism, um, if you've got it and they've got it, I feel like there's definitely more of an understanding there. I'm not saying there's like the whole empathy thing or anything like that, but I do feel like when you've both got it, um, you kind of get it. Yeah. Or you're more comfortable around them. Uh, I always find that with like me and you is I'm more comfortable with, I suppose, showing like myself more. Yeah. Or when I do 
do the things that are bad um, or considered negative around other people it's it's hard for them to understand because obviously you've got to remember that when you interact with someone that's neurotypical they even if they know you're autistic they're not they're going to have like a normal reaction to it to your behavior their reaction to your behavior is not going to be autism first and then what you're doing what they'll do is they'll have the reaction as if anyone else was doing it if anybody else was like say you had a negative reaction like you got aggressive or you got had a meltdown in front of them I imagine a lot of neurotypical people, when they see you do it, they don't think it's a meltdown first. They think you're upset or you're crying about something and they don't understand where it's coming from. And then after like a few seconds of seeing it, depending on how well they know you, they'll then be like, oh, actually, uh, autism, this could be a meltdown or this could be like a shutdown. Or Yeah. But obviously they'll have that angle first. Whereas with me and you, when you do things that I would consider your autistic stuff, I have the thought of your autism first yeah. um, because that's the way I see everything myself anyway. I like watch my own behavior or, you know, like at the end of the day you get home and you do some weird stuff or you've done some weird things <laughs> that day and you sit about like reflecting on your day. You do sometimes just think um, it's because of my autism, like it's that kind of thing. I try and let stuff go. I mean, a lot of people do it. I mean, neurotypical, autistic, it doesn't matter. But have you ever done that thing where you think of something you did years ago that was embarrassing and then you have like a reflection on it now and you think oh my god like why yeah. did I do that that's so hideous that I did that <laughs> do you know I mean you forgot about it for ages but for some reason you're just laying in bed at night and then this thing pops into your head like do you remember when you were 15 and you said this and you're like oh god yeah no yeah um whereas obviously I think for I think for any people there's that regret or like oh I was an idiot back then but I think for me sometimes I see stuff and go it was the autism um, and that kind of helps sometimes, you know, like when I'm at home thinking about my day or thinking about things I've done and you start thinking like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I say that? Why did I behave that way? You just got to think it's because you're, of your autism. And if you know someone that's autistic, you can say it to them. Like yeah. you can explain to me what's happened that day. And in your head, you're thinking, is it my autism or am I just an idiot? Uh, and then like you'll tell me and I'll be like, well, it's your autism. You can't help that. Like, yeah. it's, it's, you didn't do it on purpose. It's not intentional. It can't be helped. That's just the way you are. It's nothing to feel bad about. Um, it's why it's considered a disability because of situations like this. And then, you know, you feel a bit better about it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if you're explaining it to even like family members that understand, I think it's hard for them to make that connection that it's about your autism, yeah. you know, Um I know with your family in particular, they haven't really spoke to you about your autism. I, I would say that they don't really understand your autism at all. You are freshly diagnosed, but you don't live with them. You know, you speak to them like once a week and it's just general chat of what's been going yeah. on. It's not like you're going to go into in-depth conversations. Whereas my mom, you know, I've been diagnosed for years now uh, and she listens to this podcast. So, you know, yeah. she, she gets it because I talk about stuff. I would say these podcasts anyone that's ever listened to these podcasts know more detail about my own autism than the people that actually know me, yeah. that work with me, yeah. see me all the time, because I don't go into the detail. Who does? And with autism, if you don't go into the detail, no one can really understand it because there's no, we've mentioned it hundreds of times before, you know, everybody's autism is unique to them. And therefore there isn't like a, a flat, like just read this about autism and you'll understand people that are autistic. It yeah. can give you like a guide or like a, things to look out for but you can never truly know someone's autism unless they explain it to you how it works i do think that no matter like who if you're if you're on the spectrum i do think 
whether it is someone that's NT or autistic. I, I think just having someone there that like you have told about your autism, I think that's like a really helpful thing. Just having someone, whoever it be, like just sort of understand. Because like, like you said, it, it might be different like when it's someone else that's autistic or someone else that's NT, there might be like a slight difference there. But I do think no matter what, like just having someone that you feel comfortable enough to explain like yourself to is is like a really helpful thing like I do think it it really helps it like takes a bit of pressure off like because I'm not spending so much time trying to act NT yeah instead of spending all my time acting NT I can sort of I can do it during the day and then when I see you I can just I don't know almost yeah release the pressure just let it let the burgers out a bit yeah I do think that's really a really helpful thing and it really helps with like meltdowns and just in general making you feel not as pent up yeah I mean I, I would say that I obviously I've lived with a couple of people um that were NT um, yeah and there is that thing of when I'm out in the day I mask I pretend to be NT I try and do things to make other people believe that I'm the same as them you know what I mean? Because obviously it just makes everything run. It's more. It makes everything run more smoothly. Yeah. So, you know, people aren't worried about you all the time. But obviously, it's massively draining. Like anybody listening to this knows. Like if you're on the spectrum and you mask a lot, or you try and do your best to be like everyone else, you just get home sometimes and you just think, right, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. I just want to like get lost in a TV show, or you know I mean, I want to do like my puzzles yeah. or. I want to do something that's me, even if the thing you do is just sit about listening to music. Yeah. Same. Um, and it's different when you then live with someone that's NT because then they come home and they want to talk to you about their day. They want to talk about things that have happened. They want like interaction and you kind of feel like, well, I've been doing this all day and now I've got to do it again. When's going to be my time to yeah. like, you know like I suppose relax or uh, refresh your like brain I suppose like clear everything out and then I found that when I lived with people that were NT and they did that when they came home from work and wanted to chat that time for me to reflect and calm down was as I was going to sleep because they've fallen asleep they're not talking anymore because you know they're unconscious <laughs> so like I'm having to spend like my time awake till like two in the morning when I went to bed at like 10 yeah so, I mean just thinking about the day which I could have done that when I got back but when you know someone that's a burger, so like when I see you outside of work, it's different because um, you both kind of get it. Like we don't yeah. do the normal interactions. I would say that when me and you are out in public, yeah, sure, we look, uh, we, we still mask as a unit. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but when we're, uh, when we're in the flat and it's just the two of us, like I would say that neither one of us masks at all. No. We just do weird burger stuff. Like all the time, you'll do your own little burger thing sometimes. I'll do mine. We'll do like weird, like, like I suppose like double act burger stuff yeah. uh, where we burger at each other <laughs> with like weird stims and noises and like that kind of thing, which you can't do that with an NT person. True. Well, you could, but I don't know if they'd do the same. I've never known anything like that. I mean, have you ever noticed it was always the same when... I was growing up, you know, like when I was a kid, like living at home with my family, like I'd be masking all day at school, Yeah. come home, and then you just want to shut your bedroom door yeah. and do the thing that you do, um, which you can kind of get away with when you're a teenager because all teenagers, burger or not, go through that stage yeah, of just coming true. home, 
slamming their bedroom door, putting some music on, and the parents are just like, well, I won't see them till dinner time. Then. Yeah. So you can kind of do it then, so that's kind of good. But when you're younger, younger, when you're a child, it's not the same then, is it? Because you, you know, you, you parents want to, you know, they, they, they want to play yeah. or like read to you. We talked about this the other day, actually. We watched a couple of films where parents read to you, mm. uh, and you were saying that, uh, it's weird seeing like adults read to their children because you said that when you were younger you liked to just read books on your own. Yeah, I think for me like I would rather read by myself because for me reading that's that's one of the things that I would do as a on my own thing. I would, yeah, there is like like with you and watching films or playing video games. I like to read or do puzzles or things like that. So reading would be a time for me to spend by myself in in my own head like imagining up the things in the book i don't think i would want to share that with with somebody else yeah i'm the same with uh what i used to do instead is i used to come home and play computer games instead yeah. of reading um i never wanted to play two player games so yeah. you know anything that was just like oh we can get a player two on this or it's the same now even though i have like the uh subscriptions to various like online services with consoles yeah. uh, I don't play online with people and on the rare occasions I have played online with people I don't use a headset I don't talk to anybody and I don't do stuff that's actually two, pay, two player and when I do play with people from other places I imagine that they're just like AI part of the computer game yeah I don't want to hear them I don't want to talk to them so I don't even do that the only person I play any sort of computer games with and enjoy is when I play online or play games with you mm. um, but that's it I don't I don't do it with anybody else and it's always been my, my thing to absorb myself in the computer game I like to you know become the character of that game yeah um, and I don't like to play with other people because when you play with other people it's you're aware that you're playing a computer game because some people don't play the game properly they don't follow the rules properly. They behave in a way that's a bit weird and it distracts me too much and I can't relax. Yeah. I do worry about sometimes talking to people online. I have on rare occasions used a headset and tried talking to people and it's, uh, uh, I find it really odd to interact with people. Sometimes I say nothing. Um, sometimes I just send them messages, but I, I don't like to talk because I feel like even though it's a complete stranger that I'm never going to meet I still feel this need to mask to people that are just a voice yeah. through a headset. Um, so, yeah, that was bringing me to the topic of this week, actually. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about like how you think you're seen as someone on the spectrum, which kind of ties into what we've just been talking about yeah. in a way. Is I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Facebook lately about... Um, oh, what was it called? I think it's somebody was talking about neurodiversity. So just for anyone listening to this, the next few topics we're going to do over the next few weeks are actually all based on things we've been asked. Uh, and this one is one about... Somebody asked me about neurodiversity and what neurodiversity means to people. And they were getting annoyed that neurodiversity means that when people see autism, they see it that we have like... Um, a superpower or uh, they see it that we have certain abilities that are different to everybody else and they see it they think that when someone says neurodiversity it means that like you are different to everybody mentally um, because you have these things that you know pinpoint why you're different yeah autism being one of them I'm not saying we're going to talk about the superpowers or any of that kind of thing uh, and he said that what he what it means to him is to be seen the same as everyone else he feels like neurodiversity should be that he is autistic 
but that shouldn't be seen as any difference to being NT, that they're yeah. the same thing, Okay, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't understand why, obviously, even the term neurotypical has the word typical in it, Yeah, which means that that's what everybody is. And then the diversity is things like autism, bipolar, that kind of thing, um, means that you are different. Yeah. But like um, neurodiversity for him means we should all be the same. We've just got different variations of brain and he doesn't like the autism is seen as a disability or that kind of thing. Which made me think about how do you think you're seen as someone who's autistic? Because I know you personally, you don't tell anybody that no. you're autistic. When you've taken jobs, you don't tell people you're autistic. No. You don't talk about it with your family um, at all. You don't, none of the people that you're friends with really, I don't know if anybody we're friends with knows you are unless they listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I know that you've said you don't, you hide it because you don't feel like it's relevant that people should know. But yeah. is that because you worry about how you'd then be seen because of it? Um, yeah. And we've covered this before in quite a few different topics, I suppose. But this is more sort of... Um, do you worry about how people portray you if they know you're autistic or, you know, that kind of thing? Because you've seen it with me. We've talked about it that in the job I do now. Um, our old store manager used to put the autistic spin on most of the things I did as a sort of like, yeah. you know, well, you can't help it though, or this, that and the other. Um, but do you think like autistics in general are seen as not negative, but like, and not lesser, but do you know what I mean? Like, because we're technically classed as disabled, obviously it's in the DSM-5, I think DSM-5 is the latest one, that it's a disability, obviously you're classed as disabled, technically. Um, do you worry about how people then portray you or treat you? Or, do you know what I mean? Like, do you think you're seen negatively? Okay, this is interesting. This isn't, like, the way you've described it now is not what I thought this topic was. Well, I mean, I... I I mean, yeah. I mean, how did I explain this topic? Well, when you said, how do you think you're seen? Yeah. I thought of it more in like, do people think I'm nice? Or do people think I'm mean? Or that's kind of what I thought. Well, I mean, we've got an hour. I'll, yeah. probably, I'll probably move into that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's interesting. So the reason <laughs> I don't want people to know I'm autistic is because I do think that people put a negative spin on it. And that is completely my own opinion. Um, well, it's completely my own worry. I don't I don't necessarily think it would happen and I it's not that I think that NT people just think that people with autism are this. I, I don't have like a blanket for it. It's just my own fear and I think a lot of it comes from if before I was diagnosed or even thought that I may be on the spectrum I had my own idea as somebody that thought they were neurotypical of what autism was and I was wrong. And my like eyes have been opened so much since getting diagnosed and since reading various different things. But I did have in my head, I guess, which may be the same for a lot of people, this idea of autism being only the the autism that's at the... Uh, is it high-functioning or low-functioning where it's like further towards into the spec further away from the end so side. i haven't really done a lot of research yeah. into this because i find it weird that a lot of people that i've heard use the term high functioning autism um aren't actually people that have had any sort of diagnosis for anything so i'm not saying that they are self-diagnosed it's usually from people that know somebody on the spectrum and they use that term high functioning autism and low functioning autism for me 
I don't really feel like, like I said, I don't have enough understanding on really what it means. And I always hear anybody that ever uses it, I hear them using it in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, well, that doesn't matter. Whatever. The way I thought of autism was the, I don't know, the, I guess the people that are further away from NT, like so, further into the autistic spectrum. I don't really High know functioning the... autism, as I understand it being explained when people have used it in the conversation, is people that have autism but are able to interact, cope, do that kind of thing. Or Asperger's in general can be seen as a form of high functioning autism because we have autism okay. but we're able to function within society. Okay, that, so basically what I used to think of, of autism was low functioning autism, I guess, then. Um, and I didn't really know about high functioning autism. So I think I worry that if I said to someone I'm autistic, they would think that I was low functioning, which it's not that that's a bad thing. But I do worry that people, if they hear autism, they then would think that I don't understand a lot of things. Whereas it's actually the opposite. I understand a lot of things and I actually feel like a lot of people on the spectrum, especially ones that are um can mask really well um it's because you know you know and understand a lot about the nt world almost and the things that nt people do and it's more just a case of your trying you you don't you're not the same you don't think the same but you do understand how you should be behaving or should be acting but I, I worry that people will think that I don't understand and because I'm autistic, I can't understand. And that's why I tend to mask it with like what I what I think people will think about me is, yeah, I do sometimes think that because you're supposed to behave in a certain way, if I say, if I stick to like, what I'm really like as an, as an autistic person, I want to say how I feel. So if someone asks me a question, I want to give them an honest answer. But sometimes that honest answer would be perceived as not very nice. Yeah. Even though it's true, you, you know, you're meant to sugarcoat things or you're meant to not actually tell someone the truth of, I don't know, the, just as a really dumbed down example of, do you think like I look nice in this outfit? No, like, but I feel like, how do I think I'm perceived? Well, I think I'm perceived as like a, probably an NT person that's a little bit antisocial or a bit shy. Yeah. That's how I think people perceive me. But I think if I was to behave how I really feel, how I behave around you, yeah, I'd probably be perceived as blunt I guess I don't know that I I don't know that it would be mean because I I really try not to be like I don't think I'm a mean person if I'm honest it's not even a case of trying I really don't think I'm very it's not I don't have a lot of like dislike towards people I I always try and see people's point of views because that's just the way I am so I don't know that I'd be seen as mean but I do think I'd be seen as blunt and because of that people might think I'm mean, even though I'm not. Does that make sense? So, there's a couple of points there that I found interesting, and yeah, it did make sense. Okay. Um, one, you said that you... So, as I understand it with you, you 
the guy that obviously asked the question originally said that for him neurodiversity would be that uh, autism isn't seen as something that's a disability or a negative it's just a different way of being yeah um you know and that's 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 like a lot of things you know there's there's you know gender diversity and all that kind of things he wants it to be more sort of like everything's accepted and yeah. things aren't seen differently not how it's portrayed now how he feels is neurodiversity means that autism is still seen as that there's loads of different things we can do and can't do and that's why our own like yeah. way we're doing is diverse because we excel at some stuff and not good at other things and you know that kind of thing but what you're saying is you don't tell people that you're autistic because you want them to see you the same way that they see everyone else. And you don't want to be portrayed differently and you don't want to be seen differently, not because you're embarrassed or because you're trying to hide it. Um, you want people to just see you the same as everyone else. And the fact that you're autistic for you doesn't really matter. It doesn't really, it shouldn't count for anything. It shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't be something that defines the way people see you. And therefore, you don't tell anyone because you just want people to see you as hey, everybody's a bit different, everyone's a bit quirky. Which there are people out there that are neurotypical that are still not what's considered the norm yeah. or are considered a bit different, but have no, you know, disorders, disabilities, yeah. that kind of thing. I know some people do think it. That's the thing is, I have noticed that even in like NT communities, if somebody behaves in a way that's a bit different or a bit weird people start going, oh, I wonder if they've got autism. Or yeah. I wonder if they've got OCD or, you know, something like that. What's wrong with them? Yeah, people go straight <laughs> to that, which yeah. I know that that's why you don't want to say it because then that answers the question for them. So that brings me on to the second point that I was interested in what you've made there is when someone says to you, do I look good in this? And you say, no. Yeah. If they know you're autistic, they might ignore your opinion and they might ignore the point you've made because when you say no, they go, ah, yeah, but they're autistic. They're just going to say stuff like that. Yeah. They don't understand the boundaries of normal conversation and normal interaction. And therefore, I can disregard the comment they've made because their autism has driven them to do this. Whereas if they don't know and you say no, they might think, oh, that's a bit harsh. But then that makes them decide whether or not they like you, I suppose, in a sense. They just go, but I like the honesty. I like the fact that she's told me I'm not going to wear this because I would have looked bad. Or they think that's rude. Yeah. Is she just a rude person? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. You'd rather go with that. And I suppose in that way, you have people that are more honest with you, more, you know, either don't like you or do like you because of it. You only then interact with the people that can deal with your autism, but, you know, they don't actually know what it is. Yeah. Whereas in my case, because a lot of people know that I'm autistic, they do put that spin on it. They do say, well, yeah, but he's autistic. So does he, you know, almost disregard my opinion sometimes because it's coming from someone that has a disability that they have their own interpretation of what it is. And therefore they think that my response might be okay to be ignored because it's over something that I don't fully understand. Yeah. Whereas if they didn't know, they might consider it more or yeah. they might give it more weight, but they just dismiss it if it's they just think, yeah, but he's autistic. And, you know, my friend's nephew is autistic and he can't do that. So he can't do this. Therefore, I'm going to ignore what he just said. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I just uh, I do think that I think that not for everybody, but for a lot of people, once you once they know it then becomes sort of that like defining part of you 
and everything you do there is is then related to it in a really terrible link up that's slightly it i mean it's definitely different but it's something that i notice so we've we've said before we're both vegan i am not like the sort of person that tells everybody um that i am not because i'm ashamed of it it's just it's it's me i don't really tell people a lot about myself but like when i'm at work sometimes people go um like like for example the the other day i was going for lunch with someone and um like quite a few people that i work with now know i'm vegan because it's come up in conversations for whatever reason we were gonna go for lunch and then it was kind of well can you go there because you're vegan can you go there and it every time we were talking about food it's always oh yeah but you can't have that can you can you have that i feel like it would be a similar thing with autism. Can you do that? Is that something you can do? Instead of letting me say, so we were talking about places, she said somewhere she wanted to go. I said, that sounds great. So obviously I've already accounted for it in my head. Can I go there because I'm vegan? I've already worked out that, yeah, that place is fine for me. But we'd been talking about it for a while and then sort of like 10 minutes into the conversation when we'd already decided we were going there. Oh wait, but can you go there? And I kind of feel like it would be the same for autism in that instead of people letting me decide what I can and can't do yeah. because of it, yeah. there would be a lot of, I would say, yeah, let's do this. We can do that. Oh, wait, but can you do that? That's what I worry about. Instead of people letting me like make my own decisions and work it out for myself, then people would start thinking, well, is that something that she can do because she's autistic? And I think... Is even though I don't think it would have a bad intention behind it, because I'm sure, like, if people are taking it into account, that's that's actually like it's really nice of them and that's very helpful. But also, I feel like it's this just assumption that I like I might not have thought about it for myself, which is odd. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, it happens. Um, there are situations that. I mean, you're different to me, I suppose, in that sense, because you know the things you can and can't do uh, and you avoid them if they can be avoided. Yeah. Whereas for me, I kind of have this issue where I convince myself I can do something and it should be fine and not to worry. And then I go into it and I'm just like, oh, wait, I'm not coping with this at all. Um, so like, I kind of have that. I've got a bit better at it as time's gone on. Uh, doing these episodes has also helped with that. Uh, talking to you about stuff is a little bit easier so there are situations now that I don't put myself in because I know I can't but in the past even after diagnosis I'd just like walk into stuff thinking oh I shouldn't I probably shouldn't have agreed to this uh, but then it's too late I've agreed to it and I'm doing it and I just think like why have I agreed to this I should have just said no yeah um but then I don't that happens anyway so even people that know I'm autistic they will say are you okay with this and for me, I have this weird thing of when people tell me, are you sure you should be doing this? My reaction is, don't tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah, I and think then that's, that's a personality thing yeah. with you, though. And then it? I'll involve myself in stuff I couldn't. So it, I don't think it helps me either, actually, in the way I've just explained that. Because if someone asks me, are you sure you can do this, you know, because of my autism... I do also, but I go more into a defensive kind of don't assume what I can and can't do. I'll be fine. Mm. Um, and then they were right. You know, I probably shouldn't have done yeah. it. Whereas if I'd made the decision myself beforehand, I'm not doing this. 
then it's fine. But then I do think when I've said to them, oh, I'm not able to do that, people do look at me or say things in a way like, oh, yeah, of course you can't. You know, I shouldn't have asked really or we shouldn't have considered it. You know, of course you can't do that. You know, how silly of me. And I almost feel like they see a weakness in me because of it. Yeah. Like I'm not as strong as them or able to cope with things as much as them. And obviously my whole masking and my whole way that I portray myself is someone that's quite um, like confident and will just do stuff and nothing bothers me. Yeah. Um, and obviously I can see why you wouldn't tell people that you're autistic because you're quite reserved. You're seen as quite shy. You don't yeah. talk a lot. So I do feel like if people thought you knew you were autistic, then there would they would just everything you did would be tied into that, uh, and then be like, oh, you know, they they probably like try and like you know protect you all the time or like you know keep yeah. you like like you're a delicate flower and just like oh Scarlet won't be able yeah. to do this or you probably wouldn't even get considered for stuff. They wouldn't ask you whether or not you could do something. They just assume you couldn't, and then you there'd be maybe things that people were doing that you never got asked for because. They think, just assume. Yeah, and I don't know if that would be the case. Like, I don't know if that would happen, but that's definitely a thing that stops me. That's a thing that is a worry of mine. It might not be the case. It might be that people... Because, obviously, this is just us from Burgers sort of discussing an NT perspective that we don't actually know. So, I don't know. Perhaps yeah. it wouldn't cross their mind or they wouldn't make these assumptions. But I think that's what my worry is. Because I, I don't want to say this would happen because I don't know. I've never put it into practice and I don't know what other people are thinking. But it's definitely why I worry. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that uh, you thought it and I'm also saying it could happen. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're just feeding into you know each like, other's fears. You have, in, you have it in your head like, oh, is that possible? And then suddenly I'm repeating something that you're just like, oh, so that could happen. Yeah, yeah I get you. And yeah, the difference with me is because of the way I am and the way that I portray myself, um, like I say, I'm, uh, we mentioned in the last episode, like with the centre of attention stuff, I will not be, it's harder for people to put the autistic thing on me. Um, they just, they don't know what to do. They don't know whether what I'm doing is autism related or not. And I think that's the thing with me because of the way I behave is not, I think what a lot of people would consider autism, especially because where I work, we have a lot of autistic customers and I know that people make comparisons between them and me. Um, so they see them and, you know, everybody's different. So obviously they're doing things that I don't do. I'm doing things that they don't do. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So I do know that when people serve autistic people that they know was autistic, I know that they also in their head will be thinking, I'm autistic, and then I know this comparison's made there. You know what? Another thing I think is sorry to interrupt, no, but fine. just with that, um, is the fact that there is a difference between being a customer in a store that you are not, you know, going to be super comfortable in, and being a staff member around members of staff that you know in a store that you've worked in for, in your case, like four or five years. Yeah, there's a big difference. So. Even though, because I think a lot of the time the customers that you're referring to um, are more maybe visibly autistic when they're in the store as customers than you are when you're in the store as a staff member. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the time you think, 
oh, like people are seeing them and then thinking maybe like, oh, I don't have it as bad. It, for lack of a better term, but you know what I mean, or as severe, or I, I don't know. However, but I do think like it's it's very different. When I worked in that store, mm. I think I seemed quite comfortable because I was around people I knew, I was in a place I knew, I'd been there for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I knew exactly what I was doing. I was in a routine. But when I'm a customer in a store that I'm not familiar with, I would definitely say that I come across more obviously autistic i'm nervous i don't really like talking to like the cashier that i don't know there's a big difference yeah i mean a small example of this is every time we've ever gone anywhere into a shop you can't walk through the door first yeah i always have to go in first yeah you won't even like touch the door handle yeah you need me. me to go first but obviously where we used to work is a store yeah uh you used to turn up for your shifts on your own yeah. and just walk in. But it, I think it's it's hard to explain to somebody, well, my I might come across how they're coming across now in a different store, but right now it's a different situation and they equally might come across how I am in their workplace. Do you know, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult to explain to people that you might have the exact same thing. You might both have ASD or mm. Asperger's, but depending on the situation it will look different yeah i mean the people that know me uh especially the people i work with they only see me at work i don't yeah. see anybody outside of the job uh i don't see them socially i don't talk to them on the phone i don't even like message them yeah so there's no way they can know what i'm like anywhere else or with anything else all mm. they've got is the way i am in there and yeah i do feel like there is a straight up comparison between me and other autistic people that they come into contact with and then comparisons are made, which you can't really do. Because I'm sure if you watch that autistic person that's been in the store that looks nervous and looks panicky, but then saw them at home, yeah. they'd probably behave in a way that's similar to the way I do inside the shop. Yeah. Um, but they're not seeing that. So all they're doing is just making assumptions that they can do this, but I can't do that. And then it's it, we move into the scales of autism. Yeah. My autism must not be as bad. You know, on the autistic scale, I'm a two, he's a seven. You know, yeah. so... It's uh, it's interesting and that's the way you're portrayed. And I do feel like once people start thinking that I'm not that autistic and that my autis autism is weaker than other people's, yeah. that when I start having autistic problems that are considered, you know, for me quite bad, I do wonder sometimes if people think that I'm putting it on to yeah. get out of stuff because they're just like, yeah, but I've seen someone that's really autistic. So it's weird that all of a sudden you've got a problem with this. Like that, I do feel like people question the authenticity or the severeness of my well, severity of my autism, and it's it's odd because obviously that happens, and it's we've talked about this before. It's like when people say, "Oh, but you don't seem that bad," or "You must have a mild version of it." Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and it's just because you're basing that on how many interactions with me and the things you've seen me do that you're then making a judgment on how bad you think my autism is just on whatever yeah like I, it, I mean I know we say it all the time but it's kind of nice to do more an episode that's more focused around it how it really does change based on situations based on days based on things that are happening there's so much like sometimes when when I'm here and I walk into your the your living room and you're sat 
on the sofa and you, you're super relaxed, you're like having a coffee and playing a video game. But then if we go back, um, I don't know when it was, maybe like a couple of months ago, there was one time where I walked into the living room and you were lying on the floor wrapped in the weighted blanket, not talking, not really able to talk. And that's just because of different situations. Like it depends, but it's not to say that you're you you're actually fine and you're putting it on neither is it to say that you're really struggling with autism all the time and when you're relaxed on the sofa you're masking it's just depends it just changes in the same way that with any nt person they have you know good days and bad days and yeah you know and nt people will have a day where they're extremely happy and then a day when they're they're sad depending on what's happened in their life that's the same with asperger's it's just it might not be dependent on what's happened in your life. It might be dependent on how noisy it is, how much noise you've been around that day or how much light you've been around or how much socialising you've done. Or maybe you just wake up and feel a bit different. It's so dependent on different things. Or maybe like uh, the death of a pet from six months ago has finally caught up with you and you're feeling a bit yeah blue about it or whatever it is. It's just, I think it just appears differently. Maybe, I suppose what's more common in NT people is they're smiling and laughing when they're happy and they're crying when they're sad. Whereas sometimes with Asperger's, it, it's different. Sometimes you're unable to talk and you can't, you can't explain why. Or so, like for me, when I'm happy, I jump up and down instead of maybe smiling or laughing. It, it, maybe just things are different in in that sense but it's it's all the same it's just i do think that this assumption that you're putting it on or that you're masking it's not always true it's just you have waves like in in your flat is where you feel the most comfortable you don't mask and you don't hide autistic tendencies neither do you put them on in any way but those are two examples of two different nights just depending on how you're feeling yeah and I think that's you know that's how but that's I suppose if you don't understand it I can be seen that way I think I can be seen as people have watched me do something and I've been completely fine and then I've gone to do the same thing again on a completely different day and I've not coped with it at all and then they start thinking like is he just putting it on now or that kind of thing because obviously I mean even for me um, before I was diagnosed, I would have assumed that's how autism works, that it's constant. That yeah. There, it's, it's like that all the time. Because yeah. when you hear disability, you just assume that it's it's always like that. It's always every day. Every day is the same. Everything that's you know triggers you to be a certain way happens every time. And it's, it's not like that. And I do think that even like even with like work and family and that kind of thing, that there are times where they've seen me do something and been completely fine and polite and normal and then they've seen me a bit later on do the same thing and get angry and like rude or yeah. agitated and in their head they're thinking well I've seen him do this before and he's been fine so he's just being rude now for no reason yeah. or he's just being aggressive for no reason or during like he's got full control over what he's doing right now and he's doing it because he just is using it, you know, he's just he's just being a certain way. And especially with me, because like you said, um, well, I say especially, especially with anyone, um, just because you've seen him do it before, 
uh, doesn't mean that you can tick that off as, well, they're okay with that then. Um, yeah. You know, like, oh, well, we know that they haven't got a problem with this because we've seen it before. And then when they do have a problem with it, you can't think, well, it must be something else or that kind of thing. It's 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 a bit more, like I say, every day is different, um, especially if you've got a child that's autistic. I imagine you know better than most what that's like because you'll have children that you're around you all the time. You see them as they're growing up, you know what I mean? Like, and there's there's good days, bad days. Yeah. Um, there's an autistic child that I see all the time at work and some days he'll come in the shop and he just cannot cope he's got headphones on yeah he's screaming he's kicking off uh and then the other day he comes in nothing no headphones and whatever he's happy he's laughing he's running about the shop in a normal way um but i genuinely like heard somebody that i work with assume that because he's older now uh that he must have got over that phase. Oh, yeah. And that's... I remember thinking, like, no, he's obviously just having a better day today. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a wave of... And it's so annoying because it's actually frustrating for me. It's frustrating for myself as well because sometimes I do think, but I did that last week, so why can't I do it now? Like, I, I want to do it again, but I can't, and I don't understand why. And I think that that is the case. It's really... It's also, I think, another thing that's really difficult is when you're around someone that doesn't quite understand. Um, I don't want to be like... that. That's not to be patronising in any way to say, oh, you, you don't understand autism. But when you're around someone that doesn't quite get it and they go to you, you've done it before. Yeah. Can, can you not just do it? And um, I find that sometimes people take it quite personally. Um this is more so in relationships and probably like familial relationships also so like with your family with close friends and with partners more than just with the like general public but i've definitely found in relationships where they've been like why can't you do this thing for me you did it last week why can't you do it this week do it for me and it doesn't work like that it's not a case of like i'm trying to hurt you I just can't. But I do find that that's something that it, it has cropped up in a lot of relationships yeah, for me before, I've actually, where it it's nothing to do with them personally. And it's not me trying to hurt them personally, but them saying that they want me to do it for them. That doesn't make a difference. That can't change my autism. There's nothing about my love or care for them that can affect the way my brain is feeling on that day towards a, one part of my autism but it's something that like I find is a real struggle and it, it's the same for family it's not just relationships and it's the same for close friends as well when you're told like can't you just do this for me I just I I don't know like I'm this isn't something that I've had with my mum or whatever but say I went out with my mum and she's like can you not just for for me, this one time, can you not just calm down? Like I don't want you to kick off in the shop today. Yeah. Like we, I'm I'm having a bad day. I need you to be calm for me. And it doesn't matter how much I want to. If I'm having a a meltdown day, I can't stop it for somebody else. But I do hear that a lot. It's, it's something that I just I just thought about because I definitely know it's cropped up in relationships for me where they think like because because it's happened because I've managed to do something before I should I therefore can do it no matter what 
and I'm just choosing not to. And they think that if they say that I, they need me to do it, that I'll just be able to switch the autism off almost and just crack on with it for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. But that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean. I've had, um, I've had, I've been in like previous relationships where I've been, I would say like some days I'm like, I'm okay to like hold hands or hug yeah. them or that kind of thing. Um, and then some days I can't deal with like physical contact at all. Yeah. And physical contact for me, I find it irritating. So um, there's some days where physical contact for me is it's too, it's too agitating. Um, like I, I find myself getting like really annoyed really quickly just yeah. by something touching me. Um, and so it's got nothing to do with them. It's just I'm having one of those days where my sensory, like my touch sensory problems are just a bit up there and I just need to like be separate. Um, but then obviously when you've done it in the past and you've been okay and you've you've done those things before and now all of a sudden you can't, it's understandable that the person you're with thinks that you have an issue with them. Yeah. Um, and that you are like, I don't know, going off them or are angry with them or they've done something wrong and it's hard to explain oh no i'm just i'm just sensitive to touch today yeah um but then because it's so intermittent and because there's no real like formula you can't work out how you got to this point where you can't be touched at the moment do you know what i mean like it is hard to try and explain to someone when it happens at random that it's not just you're using it as an excuse because you can't be bothered to do something all yeah. of a sudden. Um, and that's the thing is, I, I know, especially with like Emily, she try and work out what had happened to me throughout the day to get to the point where I was like that. Yeah. So that she could work it out. But then on the days where I was like, oh, uh, just just keep your distance for today. Um, she'd apply the same formula as before when it happened. And like there'd be differences. And she just like, well, he's not been through all the stuff he went through last time. So maybe he's making it up this time. Or yeah. maybe he's saying that kind of thing. And it's it's hard to try and explain it. And you're seen as just being, in my case, like I get accused of being stubborn a lot um, because I won't move on something. But it's not because I'm being stubborn. It's just how it is at the moment. And like I say, it's, it is always going to be a problem. It's always going to be different, I suppose, because it's... There's no set way. Like, I mean, there's no set way for neurotypical people. It's not like yeah. once you understand being neurotypical, everybody's the same. It's just, um, I think because autism is classed as a disability, because it has this name, because cause neurotypical is something that I found that only people that have autism or some sort of variation um, yeah. use the term neurotypical. Yeah. But I'd never heard the term neurotypical until I was diagnosed. Yeah. I'd same. never heard you never I never hear like NT people talk about themselves as neurotypical. I'd never heard the term before. So nobody ever blankets everybody as neurotypical. Um but autism is a name that everybody's heard. I'd heard it a few times before I was even diagnosed, or even considered having it myself. Yeah. I've heard it. So it's that thing that makes everybody behave a certain way. I mean I think I'm even guilty of that. Before diagnosis, I think I met people that were autistic and then I was like, oh, so what am I, what am I going to expect? What, yeah. what should yeah. I keep an eye out for? And then everything that person I was talking to did or said, I'd be like, oh, you know, that kind of thing. I'd even find having normal conversations with someone that was autistic and be thinking, 
like oh so this one, this guy can have like normal conversations so his autism doesn't affect him there like I found myself doing it yeah um and you do look at people differently when they say I've got autism I don't do it anymore because obviously I'm on the spectrum I understand it now when I talk to people that are autistic I don't in any way think oh they're autistic um if anything I just have a you know like a a connection with them that, yeah. that's easier for me to interact with them because I like I'm like oh you're like me then um but not in the general sense of we're the same it's just we're both autistic therefore yeah. I feel like a bond of sorts maybe a bit more comfortable I suppose. Yeah, yeah yeah because uh you know I'm not that I know what to expect but it's just that comfortableness because it's something you recognize yeah um but yeah before then if somebody said that they were autistic I myself would be like oh okay so, uh, you know, be on the lookout. Yeah. Uh, which, obviously, if I did it, do you know what I mean? And I know other people do it. Uh, I think it's part of the reason why I get annoyed. It's happened again this week where somebody came in to talk about... It's, this, it's the same same guy. He's He's got an autistic son. But he brings it up every time, he's, every time there's an interaction with him. Yeah. And he'll always list things. He won't say, my son's autism means he can't do this. He'd be like, because he's autistic, he can't do this. Because he's autistic, he has these quirks. Because he's autistic, that kind of thing. And he's explained to someone that will be like, okay, so autism means this, it means this, it means this. And sometimes after he's finished talking, anybody that knows I'm autistic then talks to me and goes, why are you able to do that then? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. And I just feel like, I get it, your son's autistic. And you, you tell, I don't know why you tell everybody you meet. I don't understand that. I, I don't it's, get it is something for you that is a bit of a, I, it's a one trigger of, isn't it I can't I listen to people talk about other people that have autism if that person's not there I don't know why um I don't mind it in social media groups and like obviously there's people in our group that message us and that kind of thing and oh I, yeah that's and I don't yeah. mind it when people say I've got a boyfriend that's autistic and you know because of that he has issues with this um like it's weird it's weird with me because sometimes no problem with it if it's a natural segue into the conversation, people that listen to our podcast and people that talk about it in general, they're in an autistic group talking about autism. So for me, that's fine. It's when people bring it up unprovoked, no reason to just say it. And then they make these like statements for some reason. I don't, I've still not worked it out. And anyone listen to this, if you can understand why, uh, if you can explain it to me, that'd be great. But I immediately get annoyed when I hear someone talking about somebody else's autism. Um, I think you get defensive. It, I think it is. I don't yeah. like to say with me. I, I'm I'm in, I'm incapable of understanding my own reactions to stuff most of the time anyway. Um, but it's one of those things that I can't listen to. I struggle to listen to people talk about other people's autism in certain ways. Not every way, but yeah, it's, it comes up a few times with these uh, podcasts. Uh, it's when people start saying. Yeah, I don't know, like, he was using terms like quirky, and he's got these quirky, like, mannerisms, and uh, he can't do this. And I, I do sometimes think, can't, or can sometimes, can't sometimes. Yeah. And there's, like, there's some things that I don't think are right, and I don't know, I, I try my best to stay calm, and I try my best to not think, but I can feel, like, this weird anger in me every time I hear it. Mm. Um, and obviously what I've got now is I've got the noise-cancelling headphones, so I the second I hear anybody say, my whatever's got autism, whether about to say a good thing or a bad thing, positive or negative, something I agree with and think, okay, fine, or something I don't agree with, I just whack them on yeah. because I can't deal with the thing. Sometimes I hear parents talk about, like, 
their child in a way that I think, yeah, that's really good. Or they'll mention it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And like, I'm sometimes I'm completely fine. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not. And sometimes it's two people that are mentioning the exact, talking about autism in the exact same way. But I'm okay with some people doing it and I'm o- not okay with other people doing it. And there's no real like pattern or way of saying it. And I know that sometimes you you don't like me talking about it on the podcast because you're worried that I might say it in a way that says, you know, I hate parents talking about their autistic yeah. children. I know there's been times where we've done these episodes where I've said stuff and then you've been like, uh, like I don't think it works that way. And obviously parents of autistic children understand because they're raising an autistic child so i would say that whatever my reasons for this are i don't fully understand it myself anyway yeah um and i don't actually judge parents that are raising uh, autistic children because you do understand it because you're with them especially if you get on it early um of course you're going to understand it yeah you'll see it yeah um as it's developing so obviously you you have a really good understanding um I don't know what it is. It's something with me because you it don't, is something you don't have it at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because I went so long not being noticed uh, by like teachers. I think and that that's kind of what thing. it is. I and think... I think hearing parents talk about, especially if they're talking about really young children, I don't know if there's like a sense of like jealousy there with me. That... I think that's what it is. I think that because there, you've said before to me, like you, there is a part of you that almost wishes you were diagnosed early. Um, I don't. I think you go through waves because at the end of the day, you don't know what difference or impact it would have on you. But I think it's the unknown that bothers you because I know for you, you think you may have done better in school or obviously you have a bit of a thing for like a career. And I think you think that you may, it's definitely not known, but I think you think you may have found it had you have been diagnosed earlier. But then equally, you would be probably different to how you are now. And I think because it's the unknown and you're not sure how it would impact you, there is always this part of you that, yeah, I think it's a jealousy sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like I say, there, there is sometimes I hear stuff that I worry that in saying it, it changes the way that people see it. Um, you know, like if you say something, because obviously autism when you're a child to autism when you're an adult, they're different anyway. Yeah. Um, because your autism matures with you. Yeah. So as you get older, your autism changes and becomes different. Like, autistic child me is not the same to what I'm like now. I've seen, you know, your parents talk about things about you. You know, I've seen, like, pictures of you when you were younger. Like, you're different now to what you were then, but mm. both are autism. So, um I do worry that people just think autism is, it's this like rigid way and, you know, the traits are all the same and it never changes. And I do think that then, you know, if that's applied to everyone, but I can't be sure. Um, But, you know, like it's one of those things with that's how I'd work. So, and obviously with black and white thinking and all that kind of stuff, like I think that's what people are thinking and it's hard to persuade me that I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> like, the therapist I saw said the same thing, that I can't possibly know what people are thinking and I can't possibly know how people see stuff or feel about stuff unless they're telling me. And even then, what they could be telling me is not 100% true. So you can never really know what somebody's thinking. She used to say it to me all the time. And every week... 
I was convinced she was wrong. She'd tell me constantly. She's like, you can't know what everyone's thinking all the time. You just can't. And I used to be like, no, but I do. Um, I know what everyone's thinking. And there's loads of different reasons why that is. Like We've mentioned it before, why, my theories on why I think I know what everyone's thinking. Um, but after a bit, I used to agree with her, but not really be, not really mean it. So, so after a bit, she'd say it, and I'd be like, yeah, you're right. But in my head, I was just like, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of like my issue there is I think I know how people see me. Uh, and I do think that sometimes because of my autism, they see me a certain way. But I, I won't know for sure. Um, and obviously with you, you don't want the possibility of being seen a certain way and therefore you don't tell people. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I agree. I think the thing I was just thinking as well was um, you were talking about how that person messaged you and said they think neurodiversity should be everybody seen the same yeah. or equal. And actually, like the more we've spoken about this, I completely understand because what we've said about autism, you can also link directly to neurotypical people as well, just in different ways. Like we were talking about how autism, you have like good days and bad days. And that is exactly the same for neurotypical people. Yeah, they might not be more autistic or less autistic some days, but they certainly may have like more positive or more negative behaviours and I don't know, more angry and more gentle and that it's such a range of different things uh, things that may bother someone who's neurotypical one day may not bother them another day it's it's interesting because although there is a difference between autism and neurotypical brains that there, there's a difference between them and that is why autism as a phrase and term and diagnosis exists the way we change from day to day is very similar yeah in in that sense and also obviously there are other types of neurodiversity so it's it's just it's very interesting especially with how things are now um particularly in the uk where we are and i know in in some other countries but not all we we have like a lot of mental health awareness and mental health is becoming something that's talked about a lot more and then inclusive in that is the fact that there are a lot more people being recognized as having different mental health is that the right word the different um i'm trying to say like not conditions but do you know what i mean yeah yeah different different i guess different types of neuro something i've i'm lost for words but things like when you're diagnosed with having ocd or bipolar or depression or anxiety or autism or any of those types of things that's becoming so much more common mm. and i know that there are, there have been people that have said that everyone's got something yeah. I don't know if I believe that because I think being neurotypical in itself and having nothing else, if you are purely just neurotypical, I think that in itself brings its own struggles, to be honest. I think there yeah. are, because there are struggles in everything. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the things I was thinking of um, is 
when you are neurotypical and say you're having a bad day or you're being like a certain way, unless you've got a real solid reason for being it, like you've just been broken up with or somebody in your family's died or something like that, most people just think, get over it and stop yeah. being like True. that way for today. You can't bring this to with you. You can't be that around me. I know you, whatever. There's no need for it. Whereas obviously the thing of being autistic is, I think for a lot of people, because you're not seen the same way, you can just do stuff for no reason and you're not told to just get over it yeah and also i think i do think that there is sometimes this thing that so if you're a neurotypical person that's been diagnosed with nothing and you're having a bad day you're really upset about something that's happened to you i don't think that means that it's any less than someone who's autistic having a bad day like i don't think it should discredit that like, you're not allowed to have a bad day because I've got this. Yeah. Same for, like, anxiety, bipolar, anything. There's no, like, this trumps this in in that sense. So I, I think this uh, I think this person's right in that neurodiversity should probably be inclusive of, of everyone because there are so many more people being diagnosed with autism or being diagnosed with anxiety or being diagnosed with depression. It's, it's, it's almost like it's on the rise, but I don't think it is on the rise. I just think we're recognising it more that I think, yeah, I do, I do think that it should be more of just everyone is how they are and it, we should just have an, an understanding for everything. If, if you know what I mean. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, okay. I know that's how, um, you know, I know obviously that's, some people would see it differently um, because obviously uh, being autistic is a disadvantage in a yeah. few things. Oh, yeah, yeah. So obviously they wouldn't want to be seen the same in no, that sense. No. But like uh, equally, yeah, there's loads of areas. I mean, that's that's less. There's loads of areas where we should just be seen the same way and not seen differently because of it. I think, yeah, that that isn't me saying that we oh, should all be treated. Yeah, I, we, I think we should acknowledge the different things if that's something that someone wants. If someone says I'm autistic and I want that to be acknowledged, absolutely. But I think we should acknowledge different um, disorders if, if that's something that somebody wants. But I just think it should be more accepting, maybe, of everything, of all different um, things, instead of just a putting putting people into a box yeah i know what you mean yeah. um you're saying like i guess uh obviously autism is different because the world and the way most things work are not autistic friendly yeah um but then you don't want to tell someone you're autistic if it means that then you're then like you say put in a box and that yeah, kind of thing put in a box. you'd rather be i'll tell you yeah where my issues might be or the things i'm gonna come across but if I don't say anything, then don't worry about it. Um, and obviously there's people out there on the spectrum that aren't or are unaware. Yeah. Uh, and don't know what they can and can't do, sure. But um, like I say, it's, it's, you should treat it, I suppose, on the individual, not on the fact that they're autistic. Um, yeah. Because like I say, you can get accused of, um, well, not accused, but just all labelled the same thing. And yeah. autism especially you could, it doesn't work that way. You can't label it. It's just because someone's autistic, you can't treat them the same way as every other autistic person you've met or yeah. know. It's, you've got to treat it case by case. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
which is the same with neurotypical people. Yeah. Neurotypical people aren't all the same. Yeah. And therefore, you can't, you, I mean, anyone out there, like, you know, you can't just talk to everybody the same way. Yeah. Because I think this is stuff that we've talked about before, but we've more just done snippets amongst other topics. But actually, it's quite nice to do like a whole thing just talking about it's in itself, like, yeah. the, that thing. And yeah, definitely saying that that expectation. I don't I don't even know if this is that linked, but when we were talking about the expectation that some people have of you did this last week, can you not just do it for me? Yeah. That's definitely something that really sticks with me because I think I've heard it so many times with so many different people of like, why can't you just change for me? And that's just not possible. As much as like it would be nice, as much as in my head I think, I would love to do that for you. I would love to, but I can't. I think, yeah, it's just a like a more understanding it'd be nice to be in like an inclusive zone yeah 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 well that's it for this week uh thanks everyone for listening again um thanks for all the people that have been liking our instagram stuff this week scarlet has taken over the instagram for the time being and uh she seems to be more successful with it than i've been i would say i know you uh I don't know. I don't know if you'd admit to that or not, but no. yeah. See, I think think you would. Um, but yeah, it's it's going really well on Instagram at the moment uh, because Scarlett has been. You've been managing it this week. I've been looking at the Facebook stuff. Normally, I try and run all of them at the same time, but uh, yeah, you've been doing the Instagram, and you've said that our last video alone has done way better than um, the other ones that I've posted in the past. Look how like weird you're getting. <laughs> It's yeah. fine. You've done a good job with it. So yeah, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's just them Aspergers. We're on there. We're obviously on Twitter, Facebook as well. Uh, we've got them Aspergers at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us, there's a private group on Facebook that's them Aspergers related. So if you want to get yourself in there, just send us a request. It's a private group, but um, I will. Yeah, I, I don't take that long to check. I check every day for new members. You won't be waiting long if you want to get in there and talk to people about the topics we've talked about or anything else that you're interested in anything to do with autism at all. There's loads of people in there that are really supportive and helpful. Um, And yeah, you can get us through that way as well. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye.